Hi, my name is Torian, and today I'll be talking about the Louisiana Purchase and certain factors that influence my point of view on whether Thomas Jefferson should or should not have bought this land. I will be diving back into history to show certain opinions and major events that lead up into the Civil War to deliver my opinion of the Louisiana Purchase. To start, we will be First, going back to look at the Lewis and Clark expedition assigned by Thomas Jefferson. The Lewis and Clark expedition was a two and a half year journey intended to explore and evaluate the land west of St. Louis to the Pacific Ocean. At the time, the area of North Carolina that was west of the Mississippi River had not been explored. Jefferson was curious to know what this area had to offer. He wanted to explore the land and see what types of plants, animals, and resources may be there. May 1804, Lewis, Clark, and the expedition party set off from Lewis, Missouri on their trip to the Pacific Ocean. The majority of this area had never been explored by Americans, so they weren't sure what they would find. They faced extreme difficulties along their journey to the Pacific Ocean, such as injury, hunger, harsh weather, sickness, and difficult territory, mountain, including mountains and rivers. The group received help from the Native Americans. The natives gave them guidance and supplies to keep them alive. In spring of 1806, they began their journey back to St. Louis. They ran into some trouble when the Blackfeet Native American tribe attempted to steal from the corpse, but they were not harmed. After coming back from their long journey to discover new things, Lewis and Clark came home heroes. Next, I'll be talking about the Trail of Tears. From 1830 to 1839, 16,000 Native Americans marched over 1,200 miles of rugged land. Over 4,000 of these Indians died of disease, famine, and warfare. The Indian tribe was called the Cherokee, and we call this event the Trail of Tears. The Trail of Tears was a cruel act by the United States federal government and Southerners that greatly impacted American history. The migration of the Cherokees opened prime land to Southern cotton farmers, boosting cotton production and an increase in the American economy. Next, I'll be talking about the construction of the railroad. In 1862, Congress passed the Pacific Railway Act, which authorized the construction of a transcontinental railroad. The first such railroad was completed on May 10, 1869. By 1900s, four additional transcontinental railroads connected the eastern states with the Pacific Ocean. The Transcontinental Railroad was built in six years almost entirely by hand. Workers drove spikes into the mountains filled with holes with black powder and blasted through the rock inch by inch. Handcarts moved the drift from cuts to fills. The railroad affects the Louisiana economy during the antebellum period by increasing travel time between destinations. 
It establishes a more reliable means of land of travel. It improves communication across long distances. Okay, next I'll be talking about the gold rush. In 1799, an event occurred in the southern Piedmont that made North Carolina a very desirable place to live. The discovery of gold. 12-year-old Conrad Reed was fishing in Little Meadow, Meadow Creek on his family's farm in Cabarrus County. Cabarrus County, sorry. One day in 1799, when he found a 17-pound gold nugget, neighboring counties, Montgomery, Stanley, Mecklenburg, Rowan, and people anxious to find the gold of their own began moving into the area. The gold was significantly influenced the history of California and the United States. It created a long impact by propelling significant industrial agricultural development that helped shape the course of Carolina's de- of California's development by spurring its economic economic growth and facilitating its transition to statehood. Next, I'll be talking about Manifest Destiny. Propounded during the second half of the 19th century, the concept of Manifest Destiny held that it was the divinely ordained right of the United States to expand its borders to the Pacific Ocean and beyond. Manifest Destiny was a widely held cultural belief in the 19th century. United States Americans were destined to expand across North America. The special virtues of the American people and their intuitions, the mission of the United States to redeem and remake the West in the image of the Agarian East. And irresistible destiny to accomplish this essential duty. The idea of manifest destiny that the United States should control the entire continent from the Atlantic to to the Pacific Oceans became possible with the Louisiana Purchase. Next, I'll be talking about the American and Mexican War. In 1846, a dispute over the border between Texas and Mexico resulted in armed conflict and the Mexican-American War began. The Mexican army attacked them. The main cause of this war was the westward expansion of the United States in the 19th century. Americans believed that it was their right to expand westward. The war affected the U.S., specifically Texas and and Mexico. For Mexico, there was a loss of life, economic ruin, and huge property damage. For the U.S., they gained a new piece of land. However, fight over what to do with it took center stage. The Mexican and American War was just a huge part of history because it showed how fighting over one thing could break two things apart. This completely removed Mexico from America. Next, I'll be talking about the Kansas and Nebraska Act. The Kansas-Nebraska Act of 18, 
54 was a territorial organic act that created the territories of Kansas and Nebraska. It was drafted by Democratic Senator Stephen A. Douglas, passed by the 33rd United States Congress, and signed into law by President Franklin Pierce. The Kansas-Nebraska Act repealed the Missouri Compromise, created two new territories, and allowed for popular sovereignty. It also produced a violent uprising known as Bleeding Kansas and as pro-slavery and anti-slavery activists flooded into the territories to sway the vote. Following up from this, I'll be talking about the Missouri Compromise. There was a concern to keep a balance between slave states and free states within the Union, meaning the United States. Missouri would enter as a slave state, but Maine would enter as a free state. Banned. This banned slavery in the north of the 3630 parallel. The southernmost border of Missouri. This means that Missouri would enter as a slave state, but Maine would enter as a free state. So free state, so it kept the balance between the slave states and the free states because at the time they were trying to decide which would become more. And this affected the power in Congress because the more free states there were, the more people there were to speak for free states. And the more slave states there were, were the more people to speak for slave states, meaning whoever got the most territory basically won the vote and was able to have more power over what they believed in. Next, I'll be talking about the Civil War. The American Civil War was a civil war in the United States from 1861 to 1865, fought between northern states loyal to the Union and southern states that had succeeded to form a con the Confederate States of America. Slavery at the heart of the divide between the North and the South was states was slavery. Sorry, at the heart of the divide between the North and the South states was slavery. The idea of states' rights was not new to the Civil War. Expansion industry versus bleeding Kansas, Abraham Lincoln succession activities were all reasons for the Civil War. Meaning the Civil War wasn't just based on just one thing. It was off of multiple topics, multiple ideas. It was because of Abraham Lincoln. It was because of bleeding Kansas. It was because of slavery. It was because of expansion. It was because of activities, just things that were going on in the U.S. that needed to be solved, and war was their way to solve things at the time. So back then, they didn't have voting. They didn't have certain things to keep the world balanced. All they did was start a war when they had a huge problem like that. So that's why things weren't resolved ever, because all they did was go to war, which means it didn't really solve anything. So therefore, they just continued to have problems. Lastly, I'll be talking about whether or not I believe that purchasing the Louisiana Territory was worth it. 
In my personal opinion, I think purchasing Louisiana territory was a necessary buy because it completed the U.S. and it was also a huge point in history that influenced certain things to occur. Although the decision brought many problems, such as the wars, slavery, and but it also had some benefits. The purchase doubled the size of the United States, greatly strengthened the country materially and strategically, provided a powerful impetus to westward expansion, and confirmed the creed of implied powers of the federal constitution. Overall, this purchase wasn't perfect, but it was a huge turning point in history and has only made our country stronger. This concludes my podcast, where I talked about different things that occurred because of the Louisiana Purchase and my personal opinion on the Louisiana Purchase. And like I said, the Louisiana Purchase did definitely bring a lot of problems, but it also did so many great things for the U.S. that many of us overlooked those problems just so we can see how well it gave our country the strength that we needed for these certain things to occur because yes they weren't the best things to happen in history but because of it we have a stronger army we have a stronger government and we have stronger people overall